Hi, I'm Charles Laquadera, and you're listening to Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation. Hello, Rangoon! This is Dwayne Ingalls Glasscock, and you're listening to Above the Basement uh, Restroom, bo- Above the Basement Boston Music and Convention and Conversation. Hello, this is Chuck from Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation. That was WBCN legend Charles Laquadera and also the infamous Dwayne Ingalls Glasscock. We were lucky enough to have them both join us for a conversation at the recently opened Woods Hill Pier 4 in Boston, Massachusetts. This is just a week before Charles, as well as Red Sox Hall of Fame pitcher Bill Spaceman Lee, take the stage at the Wilbur Theater in Boston on Tuesday, December 10th. It should be in amazing evening and you can purchase tickets through charles's website daysinthelife.com that's days with a z or at ticketmaster.com charles also has an independently produced multimedia memoir also called days in the life that tells his story using audio video and photos many of which came from the incredible david bieber archives that give the viewer and listeners a slightly disjointed look into the life and mind of laquadera Charles would also like you to listen to his internet radio station at charleslacquaderaradio.com, where he says, and I quote, I spin my favorite eclectic tunes, harkening back to the 40s and spanning seven decades. Okay, so many of us listen to WBCN on our morning commute, joining Charles on his program, The Big Mattress. Charles was part of a family of DJs and personalities at BCN that created the radio renaissance in Boston. The Big Mattress was an incredibly popular show with groundbreaking irreverence and general hilarity that accompanied so many of us on our radios in the morning. It was so great to sit with Charles, and our only regret is that we only got an hour. But we were fortunate to have an amazing dinner at Woods Hill Pier 4 afterwards, and that was fantastic. After dinner, Charles said it was one of the best restaurants in Boston. Not even kidding. For a quick plug, Chef Charlie Foster provides Woods Hill Pier 4 guests with food that is both flavorful and sustainable. All elements of the restaurant demonstrate the high quality that can only be achieved through complete dedication to both craft and thoughtful sourcing. Woods Hill Pier 4 joins the restaurant family of Woods Hill Table, and its sibling Mexican concept, Adelita, in Concord, Massachusetts. Located at 300 Pier 4 Boulevard in Boston, you can get more information at 617-981-4577 or visit woodshillpier4.com. All right, so we discovered that Charles is as raw and honest as ever. We had so many questions and topics we wanted to cover, but fortunately, we really didn't get to any of them. Charles hasn't skipped a beat. It was like listening to the big mattress all over again. We just let him riff, tell us some non-PC, not-for-live radio stories, recall a regret or two, give a few anecdotes, and even offer a haiku. So, here is our conversation with WBCN legend Charles Laquadera, recorded at Woods Hill Pier 4 in Boston, Massachusetts. We can, we can do F-bombs on this. Put it a little closer to your mouth if you can. Oh, Jesus, Jeannie, they never heard of levels. He said, put the mic closer to your mouth. Well, just yeah, and, yeah. And, and would you turn the mic that way? We're, because We're amateurs. <laughs> we're not the professional that you are, for God's sakes. My, why is he looking, using the Ron mic? Well, yeah, oh, why, why are you letting me use the wrong mic? The, he, no, it's the, the Ron mic, not the wrong yeah. mic. 
I just threw the mics up oh, there. Oh, is, is that your name, Ron? That's it's mine. His name. But it's it's an honor to have you uh, spit in that mic. <laughs> no, I've got the same name as you. They call me Chuck, though. I'm not sure. So Chuck and Ron? Chuck and Ron. Or is Ron. it Ron and Chuck? It's Chuck and Ron. Yeah. Because of alphabetical or because of seniority? Both. Or because of looks? He's older, too. <laughs> All three of those things okay. are correct. Yeah, and, and older. And, when are we going to start taller? recording? Because I'm, I'm ready to go. We're recording right now. We've been recording for the last five minutes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, Charles, thank you so much. You've been on my, you've been my white whale thought, for a while. I thought I was going to say, you've been on my mind. And yeah. all well, you have been I, on my mind. I started seeing somebody stirring a rabbit into stew. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. You guys don't get this because you're too young. But that's okay. A lot of people will get it. Yeah, well, guess, are you talking about fatal attraction? I guess you right. guys get it. Yeah, oh. of course. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a young, but right yeah. 1987. I, right now, I am just giving Ron a high five because he got that thing. But I had to tell you this because it's not video. We're not on video, right? No, we're not. No, okay, no. But Chuck has been actually sort of secretly creating. I he does Don't, weird what you Charles Lacordaire stews and it's, stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bizarre. so do I have to does, play? What does that even mean? <laughs> do I have to play Misty for you, dude? You can do whatever you want, Charles. You have you have carte blanche to do whatever you want. I love carte blanche. Yeah, that's the only French I know. Is that French? Um, carte blanche, I believe, is French. The white okay. card. We are in this brand new building, Charles, and um, my sister has a brand new restaurant downstairs. Oh, hold on, I have no to worries. get this call, get the, okay? get the call, yeah, right, that's hold fine. Hold on a second here. Hello, it's Charles. Hey, Charles, Mike Joshua from WATD. How are you, sir? Oh, pretty good. Listen, we're on the air now uh, with uh, with uh, Chuck and uh, Ron. From above the basement. Above the basement. You're live. You're live right now. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. And here I am setting up some more promo for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been, a, let me tell you, I, I, and I'll share this with all of you. Um, this has been one of the craziest weeks in, in my life um, since I've been here because I've never had done so many uh, so many different interviews and stuff, and I get all mixed up, and, and poor Jeannie uh, Smith is my uh, producer, and Adam Klein is uh, the, the PR guy, and, and they're going crazy, oh, yeah. and they're saying, well, Charles, you got to talk to WMOO in Vermont tomorrow, and then you gotta, <laughs> and then you got to go do this podcast, and I said, i never done a podcast, and then, was it you I talked to? What did we talk about in our last conversation, because I recognize your voice. Yeah, we talked about, uh, you know, I'm going to interview you tomorrow, so I had you uh, mention maybe uh, a handful of songs that, uh, that brought you back to the... Uh, oh, to that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did I give you the songs? Uh, yes, you did. Okay. So um, now are you calling to do the interview? Uh, no, I was calling just to confirm tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Jeannie, can I do tomorrow at 2? I think so. Hold on. Let me look at my calendar. Hold on. So Do you want to ask if he has any questions for uh, Mr. Lacodera while we're on while we're on the air? <laughs> These guys want to know if you have any questions. We while won't we're on even the have air. to conduct the interview. So I ourselves. see our thing is uh, Americanorama. That's you, right? Uh, yep, that's me. I'll call you tomorrow at two o'clock. Oh, that's great. Okay. Uh, do I have to dress any special way? <laughs> no, whatever. Uh, whatever you feel. Like. Just dress okay. for radio. All right. Well, thanks. I'm dressing for radio, and I'll definitely be now. Am I calling you? Or you calling me? Uh, I'll call you. Cool. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Sorry about that. That's uh, okay. We got an interview and an interview. It happens to Chuck all the time. It's now my, my producer's taking my phone. That, that's good. <laughs> Should I put it on silent too so you don't hear it back in the background? Okay, there it is. It's, it's crazy. Like, like I started to tell him, it's like uh, I've been going all over the place and doing uh, all kinds of interviews and stuff, and, and it's, 
And I, I, it's crazy, but it's for a good cause. It's for David Bieber's That's archive. right. Great guy. Anybody who doesn't know David, do you know David, Ron? I've met him. You met him, but you so you I know, know he's got of, he's got a Jewish guy with an afro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We 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 Jews can look at each other, and we gave each other a little wink. Oh, look, it's my dad calling. I, should I? I won't answer it. Put it put it on speakerphone. Let me talk to him. Don't okay, even tell him it's me. Don't tell him. Does he know who Charles Lagunier is? He's in Vermont, but yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hi. What's up? He's, he's confused. Uh, let him off the hook. Will you let him off the hook? <laughs> what, what did you want Dad, to say? You're ta- Dad, you're talking with Mr. Charles Laquadera, the, uh, the veteran of Boston Radio, WBCN, for 30 years. And he's well, here on our, on our radio show. You just interrupted so, your dad. You know. Sorry, what, Dad. What did, what did you, what's his I'm name? Honored, Roger. You're talking to a total stranger. Uh, yeah, hey, Roger. Roger, no, wait. Roger, I get... Yeah, you can oh. hear him that way. Oh. Right, R- Roger, can you hear me? Yes, very well. Okay, listen. Ready? Okay. A little Jewish guy sitting in a restaurant. <laughs> and and you'd never heard this. I'll bet you, how much you want to bet? I'll, I'll bet you uh, $5 and Ron pays if, if you've heard this before. Okay. 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 I, if you, I have not. Okay. If you have not heard it. Okay. A little Jewish guy is sitting in a restaurant and he's just looking down at his soup. So the waiter comes over and says, Is it Adam Klein? <laughs> how, do you like, how do you like the soup, sir? And the guy says, try it. Oh, I know and, this joke. And the, and the waiter goes, sir, I, I can't try the soup. You don't try the soup. I'm just supposed to try it. He says, sir, just seriously, how do you like the soup? Try it. So the waiter looks around, sees his boss is not looking. So he says, okay, where's the spoon? Aha. 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 I, heard, I knew that joke. I knew it. Did your dad know it? You have heard that? All right, Dad. He we'll heard it before. You your father heard okay, it before? Yeah, he actually did hear it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, bye. Your poor dad. Seriously, David Bieber is one of the coolest people in the world. And, he is. And I have been lucky enough to be at David Bieber's house. And you guys can't even imagine. When you walk in his house, the f- if you, like we videotaped. He let me videotape a little bit. And so I'm, I'm videoing it or whatever they call it, recording. I'm, yeah. rec- I'm recording it because they don't have tape anymore. So I'm recording it, and as soon as you walk in his house, you see a picture. I'm making stuff up, like Marilyn Chambers, the first Ivory Snow uh, uh, a picture, right. uh, a monkey clapping with the cymbals, uh, the first Mad Magazine ever, uh, a, a note from Steve Mendish, or uh, you know, a, a, an autograph photo from a Beatle. He's yeah. got everything. So like, if you took just a three square feet of his, of his house, you, you, you could just, if you stole it, you get, wait a minute, I, I don't want to say that. I don't want people to... David Bieber's house is in Bronx, the Bronx anyway. What's, so. the, what's the address? We'll send him there. <laughs> it's in the Bronx, I can't tell you. <laughs> anyway, so his, his, he's got a, a warehouse, an absolute, in fact, he might have... I've been there. To the warehouse? Yeah. But you haven't been to his home. I've been to his house, no, yeah. but I've been to his, his home. His home is even more, I mean, I don't even know where he sleeps. <laughs> if he sleeps, he probably sleeps with a, a, a Charlie McCarthy dummy. Yeah. You know, you, you don't know, know who Charlie McCarthy of is. Of course right? I do. Do you? Yeah. No. Okay. Charlie McCarthy, he had, the, he had the top hat and the black 
in the black uh, No, I just have an image of David he Bieber a, sleeping with a doll. He was a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> it was a puppet. Anyone over oh. 70 knows it's Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd. Yeah, I know yeah. those. Yeah. And but I, I am, you know, I'm like uh, 50, give or take four decades. So that's right, I, around I, that time. I know about all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I've been, to the, I've been to the warehouse. The warehouse is incredible. Yeah. And we are so lucky that He's preserving Boston history. And I mean, all the ephemeral too stuff, like all those, mm-hmm. just like the, the posters that you used to be able to put up on the, on the, uh, on the boards. And, like and plus, the, uh, if you ever go to the, Ver- is it Verb or Verve? Hotel? The Verb Hotel. Yes. It's on Fenway Park. Yeah. I've been there and it's like, all his stuff is just all over the place. Like, this is David Bieber's shit. They say, yeah, this is, he outfitted this whole place and I'm not getting any money for this thing. Right. Right. Maybe hopefully they'll yeah, pay. Maybe for my, they'll pay for my Uber. Yeah, getting here and stuff <laughs> like that. But no, be, be, this is for the the archives of Boston, the history of Boston. But isn't it also? Is he also giving items to the Folk Americana Roots Hall of Fame, Adam? Yeah, yeah. he is. So they well, have. He that. already has right because he has yeah. a whole corner. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's it, all about it's all about keeping Boston strong and remembering. It's a, it's amazing, and yeah. I'm I'm so glad that they're finally cataloging it. And yeah, because thanks to Jeannie and Chuck White, yeah. and whoever else is yeah. Chuck White, you know. yeah, yeah, Jeannie, <laughs> yeah. That's what you've been doing. That's what you're doing right now. You using the Dewey Decimal System? Oh God! What did she say? They haven't even gotten the Dewey Decimal System. They're just unpacking boxes still. Oh yeah. You know why I keep saying what? Don't you? You know about my hearing aids? I don't. Yeah. Well, well, you know when I was little. This isn't from being like over fifty. Give or take. Three, is it from all decades. the rock concerts? This is from rock, yeah, yeah. Rock concerts, getting the best seats, getting yeah. VIP seats, right, right there in front of the, the Who. The the speakers are thirty feet tall. Yeah, and I walk out of there, my ears are ringing. Know. You know, and I'm going like this, like hey, being smug. Hey, everybody, how does it feel to want? Yeah, and uh, and now I'm uh, I'm pretty deaf, and so I have hearing aids. Yeah, and I haven't turned them on yet because the hearing aids I have are like like cost twenty thousand dollars. They're nuclear hearing aids, so you can hear across the street. And there's no these new gradient. If like I if I turn them on right now. I can hear a conversation in that building across the street. It's like you're, su- you're a superhero. Yeah. Now you're supposed to say. But can you do? Now, now you're supposed yeah. to say. <laughs> what kind is it? Go ahead. What kind of conversation are you, are you listening no. to? No. Stop. Stop. Just, Stop. What kind Ask. of hearing aid? Sorry. Stop. No, just say what kind is it. So go ahead. What kind is it? 422. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just believe Ron like, fucked up that joke. How could one person? No more high fives for he, you. Oh, you give him one thing. Don't give him any more high fives, Charles. <laughs> you know we're in a. I heard you were a foodie. Is that correct? You heard I was a freak. A foodie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This restaurant we're in, this the food better be good. It's, it's supposed to be. We're it's not talking si- hamburgers it, and fries, right? No, it's it's my sister's place. It's your sister's place. Yeah, she just opened it up last week, and this used to be where Anthony's Pier Four was. It's a farm-to-table restaurant. And uh, we're going to go have dinner right after, after we talk today. Can we have now and then do this later? <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, so. I, that sounds like a good we'll idea. we already started. That's why we just Can we order? Is, can well, we they're not ordering? open yet. They're oh, going to okay. be open soon. we got five so, reservations. Wait a minute. So, so where's your sister? She's downstairs. Is she hot? She's yeah, You know she's what? Cute. I don't mean to ask that. Uh, she's Adam my just, sister. So it's hot. Adam, Adam like just went a, like this. Adam behind you? Yeah. My publicist? Yeah, what's he like making noise? yes. Oh, yeah? But you know what I realized? As when I said "is," yes. it's a three-word. It's a three-word phrase. By the time I got through with the word "is," I all of a sudden realized I'm fucked Why? because of the, the "me too" thing. I can't oh. do it. You can't do that stuff anymore. Well, she, Jeannie back there was all of a sudden her. 
You, do you see the veins in her neck? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't and see that. Let me, let me tell you, you heard of uh, uh, Bill, uh, the, the comedian, the stand-up comedian. Jeannie, what's his name? Bill Maher? Yeah, Bill, no, not Bill Maher. The, the Boston. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Oh, Bill yeah. Burr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funniest guy. Yeah. So I was watching a video of him at Albert Hall. Here's this Boston guy with a thick Boston accent yeah. in England, in Great Britain, yeah. on stage at Albert Hall. Like, yeah. how many holes is Albert? You know, yeah. beautiful place. Been there? Play. And he walks out on stage, and it's like in his jeans and a, like a lumberjack shirt, <laughs> and he <clears throat> just starts talking to these British people, and, you know, he t- accuses them of <laughs> being old and fat. and, and, and uh, What an ambassador. Yeah, just, but no, they, but, but then... They know so, they're all so that. So I like that it was a, one of the funniest uh, shows I've ever seen in my life. Well, that's okay. funny right there, just picturing it. Yeah, but, well, so yes. So Jeannie, my producer, yes. and my other producer, Julie, okay, Julie Brummer from, from Lancaster. Yeah. Those two women are with a friend of theirs. So we have, I'm surrounded by estrogen in Maui, on Maui. <laughs> by the way, it's on Maui in Hawaii. Right, you're not yeah. in Maui. You're on Maui. You're huh. on an island in Hawaii. So they come yeah. out to visit me. So here's these two. I won't say hot because you can't do that anymore. You can't say that. But we're surrounded by wonderful estrogen. So I say to them, <laughs> "Hey, you guys, wonderful estrogen. I like that. You have to come and see this. This fucking guy is brilliant. He's from Boston. Yeah. He's, one, he's one of us. Yeah, that's right. So they sit down, like what they're holding their little sombreros. Or not what do you call those little uh, vodka drinks? Yeah. And they're sitting there, and they're all said to be entertained. And Bill Bar- Burr goes on stage and. Like about five minutes in, he says, so you know what's wrong with the world? White women. Oh, yeah. So there's this silence. Yeah. Even though Bill Burr was still talking, there was this silence in my room, the room I was in, because the three of them looked at each other and got up and fucking walked out of my house. They just, and as they're walking out, I said, wait, what, what? And they, and they said, Kavanaugh, fuckhead. And they just went right out wow. and slammed the door. Damn. So you can't. So you you can't you, say that white got, woman thing. Is this your sister? You do. That's my sister. Yeah. Chris, hey, we were just hey, talking about. We're you. doing a podcast right now. So if you guys want to, this is this you. is Charles. This hey, is my hey, sister Kristen. Hi, how are you? Good to see She's you. She's the owner of the restaurant downstairs. Oh yeah. So I heard your food is much better than than Burger King because Burger King and has the Impossible four. Burgers now. Yes. Do you no, guys they, have Impossible Burgers? We do because I pasteurize animals myself. Could you come over here? Because I'm hard of hearing. I wear hearing aids. Yeah, sure. I pasture-raise all the animals myself. You pasture-raise? Yes, which means they're all rotationally grazed, and we move our cows twice a day, so they're constantly getting fresh um, fresh pasture. So if one of the cows gets sick, do you spend thousands of dollars like my wife with a horse, with a sick horse, even though the vet says that they only have two months left to live, and uh, and, and you would spend a thousand dollars to save the cow? We would give that cow medicine, but we would take that cow out of the food system. We would this, not eat that cow if that cow got sick. Well, you open, you've been open a week. We opened Tuesday. Yeah, so. And we're open seven nights now, except for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then right after the holidays, we will be open for lunch. And, and it's where the Sundays. old Anthony's Pier 4, but what's the, what's the address for people using the GPS? 300 Pier 4 Boulevard, and it overlooks where the old Anthony's Pier 4 was. I'm just looking outside. It is absolutely 
breathtaking. I know. And it you get it in surrounded Uber. by water. I just Ubered from downtown. It yeah. took me 15 minutes right, yeah. in, right in the way. Yeah. yeah. And don't forget, I live on Maui. So when I say it's breathtaking, That's trust pretty me. good. Well, Kristen's going to need a Maui vacation after this opening because it's going to Well, I'm putting my house up for sale because I was going to tell these guys because I want to go spend time with, with growing with my grandchildren. So I'm putting my house up for sale. So, but before I sell it, you and whoever are welcome to just come and visit. Let's go. Yes. Road trip. I need it. We need it. <laughs> okay, I'll see you then. All right, bye. Okay. Thanks, Grace. A very nice meeting. Thank you. Yeah, we'll talk to her at, uh, ATB at, at, at dinner. Woods Hill, Maui. Yes, well, there you go. We should open a Woods Hill in Maui. All the time, not we. I'm just so we, we edit things all the time. So if we were to talk about things we don't want to say, we you're can edit. Talk, you're going to edit but all that you, out with your sister? No, keep it in. It was, I'll no, keep no. it in. I, I don't, I'm not talking about that. I think we're going to have a double episode. That's what you're I think. talking about what? Just everything Chuck says, we'll edit out. Yes. That's his joke. He always says about I get it. I got it. Yeah, it's That's funny, hilarious. isn't it? Yeah. I'm usually the expense of that joke. Um, but you, you're you the, have a career. You're the Bud Abbott to his Luke Costello. <laughs> you, but there's, there hasn't been a lot of editing over the airwaves um, for your career. There's been a lot of editing over the airwaves for my career. But well, how do you, but in the moment, so there's, there's uh, we joke about editing, but I mean, there's there's been, what, 30 plus years of Boston airwaves where... You, you can't take back what you say. That's right. In fact, there was one show one time where um, there's this clone called Dwayne Ingalls Glasscock. And mm-hmm. he, on WBCN, he did a show every Saturday from, uh, from uh, uh, 10 in the morning to 1. And it was pretty popular. As a matter of fact, um, they had this uh, Arbitron research. I don't know if they still do that. The, the I know of Arbitron. I don't ARB. know if they still have it, but I certainly yeah, so do. ARB, I guess, gave the... Um, all the BCN announcers a, a mm. four, which at the time was pretty a pretty big number. Yeah. If you had a four, you could you could sell a lot of commercials, you know, for the sales department. So Dwayne every Saturday from ten to two had a thirteen. Oh my gosh! No, really? seriously, a thirteen, which was the highest ratings ever. It's it's uh, it's verified in Carter Allen's book, and you can you know look it up and stuff. But Dwayne had a thirteen every week. Mm. So he was needless to say he was very popular. Dwayne had a wicked Boston accent and uh, <clears throat> so he was doing a show right after the ratings came out and uh, so he went on the air and and he says to everybody uh, uh, something like I forget it sounded like when, it, when I was listening to it it sounded like it was like uh, hey everybody you know there's these real fat cats these cigar smoking guys in Cadillacs that drive around in these black Cadillacs in, in, uh, in Maryland and, and they they just tell everybody like what 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 stations uh, make the most money just by giving them ratings and stuff? They call them ratings, and and uh, they those guys are, they they must take payola or something because they said that the WBCN announces only got a four, and uh, and 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 I know they got higher than a four because and and they gave me a a stupid freaking thirteen, and and I know I like there's five people on hold on the phones right now, and outside the window in the Prudential here, there's like. 13 people, so I know that I got at least a 17, so they're lying, and so, and they're bad people, and they're evil, and and if you want their address, you send them a bag of shit. It's Arbitron Research Bureau, A-R-B, and it's uh, 14, uh, <laughs> whatever the street was, and he said, and, and every, every break, he did that, every break for the entire show. Really? Send oh, back, yeah. oh, and then one time he said, and, and put the... Put the shit in a, in, a, in a cellophane bag so that the mailman doesn't get his hands and kept doing that. So now, show's over. Monday morning, I'm on the radio. Okay. 
my boss, Klee, K-L-E-E Dobra, yes. is a manager, station manager. He uh, wore whatever shoes that people who have uh, uh, boats wear yep. with, without socks. He'd come in every day, you know, with long pants, tie, yeah. uh, you know. He dressed like He dressed like, dressed like a, what Dwayne would call a boat people. Yes. <laughs> and, he, uh, and anyway, he peeped in the door and he says, uh, Charles, I want to see you after my show. Uh-uh. And I said, sure. So I go in <clears throat> after my show and, and I sit down and he's there with a a big cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee, black, and he doesn't have a stirrer. He's so pissed off, he's using his finger. And he's stirring that coffee, and he says, Charles Laquadera is the consummate radio professional. Charles Laquadera is a talented man, has a wonderful show, is very popular, and uh, knows how to entertain people, and is very professional. But Dwayne fucking Glasscock is a fucking idiot, and he's not going to be in my fucking radio station ever again. Do you fucking understand that? Dwayne Glasscock is fucking fired. He's a fucking idiot. He is fired. And then I go, well, Clee, you can't fire Dwayne. I mean, he's got 13s. He's, he's got the highest ratings of everybody. And I swear to God, he's still stirring with his finger. The veins on his neck are coming, and he's staring like this, and he says... Are you playing with a full deck? You're acting like Dwayne and you are two separate people. And I said, you just fucking fired him and you kept me. Anyway, it was like, it was the funniest thing. And it was like, and two weeks later, they had the, the, the owner of the station overruled them and they brought Dwayne back. So did, did anyone send a bag of shit to them? Arbitron is so big and so cool that they didn't give a shit and we never heard mm. anything about it. People that, must. He have. had the highest ratings ever in radio. And every break, every would, break, so someone must have sent something, right? Many people. Is there sent. photos? That's what I'm, that's what I'm there must be photos of this for the Bieber archives. The bags of shit. I don't know. <laughs> that, 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 you know, people may. It's people one of the boxes they haven't opened pictures yet. Pictures of bags of shit, but that was before. But there's no evidence that it's the yeah, bag of shit there. <laughs> that was. But it's a all, tribute. First of all, uh, ARB didn't do anything. They didn't sue us. They didn't say anything. They just ignored it. You know, I was, I was looking at some of the, I was looking at your website. I don't know, actually, it wasn't your website. It was someone made like a fan video. They just set up a camera in the studio while you were just talking to people well, on the phone. That. So you got it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and some, it was, some old guy, yeah. It was so great <laughs> because it was utter chaos. At least it looked like utter chaos because it's just you surrounded by equipment and tapes and like the circular thing to get the tapes around and there's four people around you one of them's looking at the at newspaper Jeez, and, handing it to, and handing it to you like this is a newspaper here check this out and you get yeah. in the sports yeah it was it was beautiful chaos and it was like you had to be uh they all had to deal with the fact that i have add and i'm also uh what do you call that with everything has to be perfect ocd i'm ocd and add so I'd be talking about something. First of all, I would, I would, uh, I was kind of an asshole. I would yell at the uh, intern for bringing up uh, orange juice that was from concentrate yeah. instead of a squeeze. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't yell at her, but I would kind of demean her. Yeah. And I would, uh, and if somebody handed me copy that I had to read, yeah. which no one could see, if there was a typo, I would point it out on the air. I said, I can't believe that Julie just wrote this, and look how she spelled 
there. She used the wrong there. It's there, there. <laughs> She'd all, call him out on the air. All live. All live. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So and, there's an, there's and an people, art. And people would go, somebody would, I'd go, and my producers were t- so tuned in to me, so tuned in, Ron, that when I would be right in the middle of something, and, and I'd say, the guy in the rocket ship with the bear, what's his name? Chabuki or whatever. Yeah. The, the, well, they read you, and you could read the room. They, so they, they, they knew where you were going next. They would say, Harrison Ford, uh, Chucky the Bear, or whatever the, his name was. Right. That, oh, what is it? Chewbacca. Chewbacca, Chewbacca. Yeah. Chewbacca. So oh, I'd, go, I I'd go, the guy in the rocket ship with the bear. they go, Chewbacca, uh, Harrison Ford, and then I would continue. Well, would, Adam, what did you say before about art? Was radio was, before, radio was, was an art before as a business. So what I think that I wanted to connect about was just that, that the fact that you, you went to RISD, right? Rhode Island School of Design, yes. Yeah. I, I don't know how I get in there, but I did. I'm a New York guy. I'm not, a, I'm not like Chuck, so I came to know you a little bit later. So I've learned a little bit about you, but what, what it sounds like you're doing is you're conducting. I can. I, I, so you I see, you can't not, say retarded. I can't say retarded. Go ahead conductor. and say it. It's okay. Because it would have been funny if I said a retarded Ready, conductor we'll beep. back in the day, but I can't say it. Say it. Ready? No, I'm not going to say it. I'll beep you out. Oh, you will? I'll bleep you okay. out. Okay. So say your thing. I, I was so like, you're like a conductor. A retarded. Boop. <laughs> no, that was no, See, I didn't. You, you, no more high fives here, man. You know, I'm on BCN, you. anyway, on BCN, we did a no thing. More high fives. We did a thing one time. You know the song, um, uh, I Want to Kiss You All Over? Remember that yeah. one? I want to kiss, kiss you all, all over. So we bleeped out kiss, and, and that song oh, sounds really? so dirty. Yeah, I guess when you I play that, that song out. and beep out, it's like what, uh, what's, uh, what's his name? J, uh, J, uh, Jimmy uh, Kimmel does yeah. when, he, when he has fake beeps. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what we did with oh, I yeah. Want to Kiss You All Censorship. We were so far ahead of you our time. You were out of your time. I had gone to, uh, I was going out with this airline uh, flight attendant. And uh, we, her grandmother had just died a few weeks before, so we went to her grandmother's apartment in the, if you lived here, you'd be home now. You know, do they yeah, still you know have that, that sign? Yeah, right by yeah. the north Well, that used to be a station. real swank, exclusive, expensive place. I don't know if I think they actually fixed it up, but it still, it still yeah. says out there. Oh, her yes. grandmother lived there in one of the top floors or whatever, so we went in to clean out her stuff. And by the way, that's called Swedish death cleaning, what you do. Yeah. Now, see how I just went? So hold the thought about that. I'm going to explain Swedish death cleaning, but Bring me back to flight attendant. Okay. okay, I will. Swedish death cleaning is what they do in Europe, where yes. uh, when like when somebody close to you dies, somebody has to go and take care of all of their the things they've left over. You know, they have to go to to their house, their apartment. They have to take the the, the photographs, the the love letters, the the little ornaments, the medals, the the, the pictures, and stuff. Yeah. all the stuff. Good job. And they have to do something with it. And so if that person has just been piling up huge shitloads of stuff. It's shit's load, by the way, not shitloads. It's attorneys general, not attorney general. Ugh. So they have to take shit's load of stuff and, and, and deal with it. So the person who gets to be the, the, uh, the what do you call that, uh, the show, the survivor? The designated survivor yeah. has to now probably hates the person who died by the time <laughs> they get through. Yeah. So they have what they call Swedish... Uh, Swedish death uh, uh, things where you mm. and when you reach an age of 60 or so yeah. you go through your house and you get rid of all the shit so you don't you know, have yourself. so someone else has yeah, to yeah. doesn't have to huh. do it so I like that flight attendant so the flight attendant so we're doing the, the Swedish death and cleaning thing yeah. and on, on the, in the closet on the, on the top shelf of the closet <laughs> are all these 
Do you remember when records were 78s and they were vinyl? Yes. Yep. You, they, you could, they would break? Yes, well, she they had were thicker. Like, all these vinyl 78s. So I pulled a few down and I looked at one and it said Don Charles and the Singing Dogs Jingle Bells. So what it was, you could tell by listening to it. I this guy it had a whole bunch of dogs. The big dogs were and the little dog. Yeah. So it was like, so when you put the needle on the record, it would go. And the yeah, different the dogs, dogs would, would bark at different times. Right. And I've it was it. fantastic. Now, yeah. it was only May. Huh. The month of May. But I thought, you know what? This is freaking fantastic. So I make it the Big Mattress Song of the Week. <laughs> I, we, we figured it. I mean, I had to, we had turntables then. And yes. we could do 78 speed. So we're doing this. The thing's going. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I made it the Big Mattress Song of the Week. I know the song. I swear to God. This is why, by the way, you're from New York, Ron. It's great. Thank and you. This is why people from Boston hate New York. Yeah. Yes. Guess what becomes the number one song? In the country, from a disc jockey in New York, the Jingle Bell, Don Charles and the Jingle, jingle Bell Rock from the yeah. because wow. the fucker stole it from me, and they do that to Boston people all the time. God yeah. Damn them! Look at Howard Stern. People say that Howard Stern uh, listened to my show. I don't know about that. I don't know. He probably did. He went to BU. That's right. But that's a whole other thing. I don't. I don't ever accuse him or or no. Listen, there's mentors everywhere. Didn't Matt, Maddie and you were? He considered you a mentor. Yeah, Maddie. he did. Yeah. <clears throat> did I tell you I have these hearing aids that are? Yes. Fantastic. I can hear right across the street. I heard. What kind of, what kind? <laughs> See how he fucked it up? I again? did. I know. He's just. Tell him what to say. Can't. Wait a minute. I have these hearing aids. What kind do you have? What kind? Stop. Ron, you <laughs> are censured. Kind now, is no, it? Don't let him, don't let him edit this out so he sounds like he's cool. God, okay? I'm not going to trust him. Do me not yet. let him. Okay, so I have these great hearing aids. Yeah, what kind is it? 740. Huh. See how it works? That's really great, you guys. That's awesome. <laughs> Ron's a doctor. You guys, you guys should really you doctor, go really? on tour. Yeah. Did you go that. to medical school? Seriously, you, you yeah. guys should go on tour with that. Wait, is he being answer, humble? Answer his question. He, you, yeah, he, and Chuck's an actor. Okay, I, know get I get I'm yes. going to test him. Don't tell me anything else. We went to John Pusset Dart's house, and his wife Victoria. This was years and years ago. Was was and and uh, Doreen comes upstairs. I'm doing cocaine up when I was doing drugs. Mm -hmm. I'm doing cocaine upstairs with Aerosmith or whoever. The next door neighbor, she comes upstairs, Charles. Did you know our next door neighbor went to medical school? Yeah, he just told me he went to Princeton. I said, well, let's go downstairs. and This will be great. Let's go downstairs. So we get downstairs. And, and he's, he's sort of sitting on my sink, like kind of smuggish. And he's holding a Manhattan. As man doctors do. He's, he's holding a Manhattan. I go, so you went to medical school? He said, yep, two years, Princeton. I said, oh. I said, how's your uvula? And he goes, hey, don't say that in front of your wife. Yeah. Ron, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Ron, Ron right now is pointing to his uvula, yeah, which is up mouth. in his mouth, which everybody in the room is we now pointing that. to their uvula. Yeah. This fucking guy, didn't know. Didn't, he thought he would mix it up with vulva. There you go. I, I, no, you like I, how I say that, Chuck? Yeah. Yeah. Chuck, do you want to say that? I don't want to say that, no. <laughs> Did you, you're going to edit out vulva? No, I'm not going to edit no. anything. Charles just he just it. wanted me to say it. I'm just not going to say it. Everybody said it on I'm the table give, except you. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. So... But what was I? Why were we talking? We I'm, went straight to Volvo. I don't know. Wait, Volvo, like, as you, yeah. because I said he was. A I was talking about New York and the records and how New York. We hate New York people. And Chuck hates me, and I'm a doctor. And he yeah. said something stupid, I think, and I said he's a doctor to mock him. Ah, that's, right. And I wanted yeah. to test and see if he really was a doctor, but that's, you were. I were. I was. I am. And he was an actor. You're still a doctor now. Yeah. Even he is. tonight. 
Well, he's also a musician, so. You're, you're a musician, too? We're both musicians. Chuck works for Merrill Lynch. No, I don't. <laughs> All right, you fired. They fired me. He got fired. This is Boston Expose. That's right. He worked for Merrill Lynch. No, not anymore. But he was fired. <laughs> they fired he me. He was a doctor by day. Yes. <laughs> and at night, he did a podcast. That's right. And there he also played music. Was that, was that the storyline of the Boston Strangler? <laughs> I don't know how that's, he started strangling people. Do you know about my story? About I do know about your story. That's why I brought yeah, it up. Didn't we're you? Pl- you were going to be in that movie. He, right? he, he you yeah. auditioned for it. Tony Curtis. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've seen me it. out. I've seen the movie. It was funny because Tony Curtis beat me out, and it was like, uh, "What's that restaurant? Uh, the German guy? Come on, producer. Wolfgang Puck. Yes, Wolfgang Puck. Wow, that was pretty had good. a restaurant. Had a restaurant. <laughs> <when> Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just did a high five. Chuck, I got two high fives. <laughs> I know. Okay, so uh, anyway, when that restaurant opened up, the first one was in, uh, in Hollywood. Yeah. And a, a friend of mine uh, was the maitre d' there. And she said, Charles, and I was visiting uh, California from Boston. And I'm sitting there. And there over in the corner is Tony Curtis sitting with this, with this woman. I go, oh, I walk over to Tony Curtis's, and he's sitting there eating. Anyway, I get up and I go over to him, and I say, "Tony, I'm standing up now. You got a picture. I'm standing up. They're sitting down. Just standing there, me alone, a guy alone. Tony, I hate to interrupt you, but I was up for the Boston Strangler. It was me. It was between you, and uh, and me, and I named the two other guys, Alan Bates and uh, and somebody else." And I go, and, and you got the part. I said, I was working at 20th at the time, and, and I did a video, but uh, I said, I just wanted to say, we were, we're, I had the script. I worked in the script department, and I had the script, and so I, I auditioned for it, but yeah. you got the part. He just looked up. He said, oh, really? And then he kept eating. Yeah. Totally left me there with what guys would say if this was a room full of guys and only guys were listening to your yeah. podcast. Yeah. He left me there with my dick hanging out. Uh. So I'm like... <laughs> So I go, so that was it. That's disappointing. I, I almost crawled back to my table. Yeah. I felt so embarrassed. You don't like to do that. And I, that. I just got up and eventually just left because I was so embarrassed. Yeah. Now, go ahead, 20 years. Yeah. I'm now a big-ass disc jockey on WBCM. <laughs> yeah. My producer comes in and says, Charles, would you, would you like to do an interview with Tony Curtis? And, I, and she said, you, you don't want to do Tony Curtis. I said, yes, I do. Yeah. I do. So... The way they did it was they'd be in a studio somewhere and it would sound on the radio like the person was like right together. there with yeah. you. Yeah. Right there with you. Yeah. yeah, Tony, the next station, you got Milwaukee next with uh, Jim and Babu. And then after that, you got, uh, you're going to go to Boston. Okay, we're going to Boston. The show's called The Big Mattress. And so it'll be three, two, one, go. So, this is WBC in Boston. So listen, everybody, we're pretty lucky uh, because uh, with us right now is... Uh, uh, one of the greatest actors uh, uh, ever, and he's got, apparently, he's got a book out he wants to talk about. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Tony Curtis. And uh, he goes, hey, it's the big mattress. It's Charlie Laquadera on the big mattress. He's like a New York guy. You know, he did that New York thing, you know? I said, before we talk about your book, I said, a long time ago, I said, we were in Spago. Uh, I went up to you, and I, I, I stood there, and I, I told you that I also was up for the Boston Strangler, and you just looked up at me, and, and then you looked down. You ignored me, and you looked down at your soup. And it's so weird, because I, I would see you every day when I worked at 20th in the print shop. I'd see you walking with the director going down to the cafeteria, 20th Century Fox. So he goes, yeah, yeah. I said, so I really did a better audition than you did, so... 
why don't you just admit right now, you blew the director. <laughs> to get the part, you blew the director. <laughs> and, and there was this long pause. And, I, and we were all prepared for him to just hang out. Yeah. He starts laughing so hard. He, it was like he almost fell off his whatever he was sitting on. He thought that was the funniest thing in the world. And it turned out actually to be a great interview. After. Oh, good. Oh, I was going to say it turned out to be true. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to switch gears a little bit here. So there's a. What, you just talk really fast. Say that. I want to. I want to switch gears a little here. Okay. So. And then can we go eat? Then we can go eat. Okay. So there is a a documentary out right now called WBCN: The American Revolution. Uh, so Bill Lichtenstein, he he put it all together. Yep. And I saw it um, last winter. I think I saw it before uh-huh. it hit all. You, the oh, thing. you probably didn't see the final cut. It's even better. Oh, really? Yep. Um, but it was fantastic because it was full of. People who grew up listening to BCN. I think the reason why people were so enamored, uh, enamored, and in love oh, with the way—good word—and in love with the way who BCN was, what BCN was at the in the time, because it was really the renaissance of radio. Like BCN was the place, was the radio station of Boston, and it, it struck such a chord with people who were at that movie that people were just like, they couldn't shut up. They were just clapping and yelling. Yeah, the and, mo- movie's brilliant. Uh, it took Bill a long time to, get, to put it together, but it's worth, it's worth seeing. And uh, they're, they're, I know they're trying to raise money so that they can play it in, all, in theaters everywhere because right now they need to get the rights to the music. So that's what they're okay. still raising money for. That's what that December 4th thing is about. Okay. The December 10th thing that I'm going to be in is, is kind of, in, it starts there. Yep. But yeah. it also, the audience is going to be uh, an audience of, uh, that has known me for 30 years that knew so not so some of the people in the audience will know who Dwayne Glasscock is right and some of them won't even know who the Cosmic Muffin is and, right. and, and there are Cosmic all these Muffin. different totally things that were going on uh, through 30 years of BCN that that we'll be talking about on December 10th yes at the uh, Wilbur at the Wilbur with Bill Theater. Spaceman Lee yeah, I, I had said to you, do you, are you familiar with sports at all, Ron? Yeah, yeah. You know who Spaceman was? No, he was before your time. No, I didn't know. He he's was a left-handed pitcher. pitcher. Kicked the shit out of the Yankees all the time. I just want to tell you that. He's just a badass. Me. Yeah, he was a badass. And he, they call him the Spaceman because he had the strictest manager, Don Zimmer. And uh, Bill Lee gave him a nickname, called him the Gerbil, because the guy had a, a plate, a metal plate in his head, and he, yeah, had, he walked he, funny or whatever. Anyway, he used to piss off the, uh, 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 the manager because he would say, at the end of a game, if he lost, he would say, you know what, it's, it, I don't care if I lose, I, I, I just love playing the game. He says, you know, the Chinese have a proverb, and he just mm-hmm. go off into yeah. space. And so he's going to be space there. Space man. That'll be December 10th. It'll be at the, the Wilbur Theater. And... Yeah. Um, We'll uh, give all the information to like where you can get tickets and all that. If you go, to, all you have to do is go to Days in the Life and spell it with a Z, and uh, you can get life. tickets. And yeah, there'll be a lot of stuff. We'll talk about a lot of stuff. And also, but this will be my last time in public. I heard about this. Yeah. Well, it's going to be your first well, farewell. Here's the problem, right? Ron. Just between you and me and Chuck. Okay. 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 Yeah. My producers and promotion people wanted to make it funny because they thought it would be so funny like Sinatra yeah, to like the, the Who, first yeah. farewell tour. Yeah. This is absolutely going to be the last time I will be in public ever. I mean, I, I swear that because I'm, I'm, I'm going to spend time with my grandkids. Well, before you get to that, hold on a second. So what I wanted to know is, and, and, and thank you for your time. We're going we're gonna to eat and we're going to get out here in a minute. When you get up there on stage on the 10th, though, 
the history is so implanted in these people's brains that are there. They're all the ages there are probably going to be what like forty to eighty or something, right? Yes. Like, Right. In fact, yeah, you yeah. hit the demo. Yeah. So I'm thinking. In fact, I'm right so in glad the middle. I'm doing this thing because a lot of them are going. I, I, I want to do it before they die. That's why I'm one of the reasons I'm, do, I'm doing it. But those memories about the cosmic muffin and uh, big Mac I mean, or something. There's going to be countless memories that people are going to just like. They're going to connect with you, and you're going to remember though. Like you're going to remember things probably you don't realize right now. That's absolutely true. I mean, uh, have you thought about that? No, because when I go there, just like this, you know, we didn't rehearse our thing today. No. And I remembered stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Jeannie, by the way, save this story because it's, she's giving me the stink eye. Yeah. Stink eye is Hawaiian for dirty look, right? She's looking at me like, <laughs> I cannot you believe. You can say that about anything. It's Hawaiian <laughs> yeah. for whatever. Yeah. So, um, I'm, and this, is, this I am going to tell. This story I am going to tell. I'm a big-ass DJ. I'm walking down Commonwealth Avenue. It's August. All the kids from New York, from Los Angeles, San Francisco, all coming to go to school at BU, BC, all these different colleges. They're all coming. They've got all the, you know, the, the, the vans. What do you call those things? The, the loading vans and stuff. Yes, and, vans. you know, moving things. And all, everything's parked, double parked. So I'm walking along the street. I'm, I'm going up uh, whatever it was, Calm Avenue. And this most beautiful woman I have ever seen in my life is walking toward me. And I'm thinking, what can I say? What can I say? I've got to say something. You can't say, what's your sign? You can't say, did you just fall from heaven? I'm trying to think of a, a good line. And she walked right past me, and I said, God, please. Chuck, if you... make a mental note. You can't say those things. <laughs> and I, I, I looked up at God, and I said, God, even though... I'm not sure you exist. If you can figure out something I can say to her, if I could somehow end up meeting her and marrying her, I swear to you, I will go to church, I will do everything. And I was just about to make the deal. And this other girl starts walking, comes down. And I go, wait, 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 God. I changed my mind. And that's the difference between men and women, and that's why women, women are so much more evolved than men. Oh, they are, yes. Because that is true. I wrote a, a haiku, and then we'll end it with my haiku. I like it. Sure. Okay? You know what a haiku is? Five, seven, five Japanese? Yes. Five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Mm -hmm. God made a mistake. We are not monogamous, but we are jealous does that make sense to you guys yeah sure yeah so I, anyway I, end I, with a haiku end with a haiku so anyway i want to thank you guys and thank you you now, look you look great you really do now I, he's hitting on me make up your I mind know. which one of <laughs> i'm I just kidding we just said it's just yeah. dinner and then we'll figure you out you know what it is afterwards. seriously um i want to live to be 104 yeah because 104.1 oh was, yeah yes very nice yeah yeah you do look great and it's an honor to meet you because i grew up listening to you and um and uh you. you're definitely someone that we wanted to have on i hope you have a great week up here uh, i'm sad to see that this is the last time you'll be in public hopefully you change your mind eventually but i but we get it you want to oh, spend yeah, time with great. you um, but thank you for visiting this us. This will be it. I'm not Frank Sinatra. Hey. I said that to somebody, and they said, no, you're not. 
<laughs> I would never say that. Ron's not Frank Sinatra, but I wouldn't say you're not Frank Sinatra. Well, I like I like that you're going to spend time with your grandkids, and I, I would. Um, it'd be great to hear a conversation with with uh, with you talking to them. I just you know, would, uh, I would I would love to hear that someday. You know what they call me on, on another podcast? You know what they yeah. call me? What? what do they call you? My other producer, Julie. <clears throat> has three girls, little girls. And so they were at my house uh, when I was here, when I lived here in Dover, in Massachusetts. And uh, they were all at the house. And uh, my brother, David, walks in, and the Italian word for stupid, uh, or dumb, hey, numb nuts, or hey, dummy, is the Italian word is chooch. Chooch. So if an Italian says, hey, chooch, it's like an insult. Right. But my brother, kidding, you know, like uh, lovingly, yes. walks in the room and he says, hey, chooch, what are you going to, you're going to have potatoes. And her kids heard it. Mm. And so her kids thought it was choo-choo. So they call me Uncle Choo-choo. Oh, that's awesome. So then, everybody, so that, uh, all my, my neighbors, my friends, their kids, they call me Uncle Choo-choo. So when my grandchildren <laughs> were born, they call me Papa Choo-choo. Papa so, Choo Choo. Um, Papa Choo Choo. I think it's great. Yeah. I love it. So Papa, this is Papa Choo Choo saying thanks, you guys. Thank you. And over and out. Let's go eat. Dude. Choo Choo. We would like to thank Charles very much for taking the time out of his crazy schedule to talk with us. Don't forget to see Charles and Bill Spaceman Lee at the Wilbur Theater in Boston on Tuesday, December 10th. That's in 2019. You can purchase tickets through his website, daysinthelife.com. Again, that's days with a Z or at Ticketmaster.com. Listen to more of Charles at CharlesLacordaroRadio.com. And you can learn more about the David Bieber archives at DavidBieberArchives.com. We would also like to thank the lovely Jeannie Smith from the David Bieber archives, as well as the also lovely Adam Klein of CK Communications Group. You can check out our show notes for all the links and information. Finally, we'd like to thank Kristen Canty, owner of Woods Hill Pier 4, located at 300 Pier 4 Boulevard in Boston, Massachusetts. Get more information at 617-981-4577 or at woodshillpier4.com. Go to abovethebasement.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, listen and subscribe to our podcast, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and look at all the nice pictures we post on Instagram. We are everywhere. From all of us at Above the Basement, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, and remember, Boston music, like its history, is unique.